And welcome back to 216 Baseball, Cleveland Baseball Podcast. His name's Alex. My name's Paul. And if your favorite baseball team seems to suck real bad, but still has the best record in baseball at 69 and 69, nice. Then you're in the right spot. Let's get into it. Hey, Alex, what's going on, man? How you doing today, brother? I'm doing great. It's Friday. It's sunny here in Indy. The weather is no longer hotter than the devil's ass crack. Um, life is good, and I've been missing this. I feel <laughs> like, you know, we knew we were going to do a two-for-one um, just based on personal schedules and how, um, again, we're not, like, coming down the stretch, breaking down every game yeah. and all that. But uh, So this worked a little bit better. And, um, but yeah, no, I'm just pumped. I miss it. feel like we obviously haven't done it in a hot second. So I'm, uh, I'm just happy to be here vibing with you yeah, talking about man. baseball. It feels like forever. Yeah, it has. I, well, it's been, I, I think it's only been what, like a week, a week to the day. Yeah. But yeah. it feels like it's been about a month. I yeah. don't know why it's just, it been... does feel like it's been a while. And then, uh, I guess we should talk about it now where we're making some executive decisions to, uh, kind of move away from the YouTube stuff right now. Um, yeah. Not a lot of people are watching it, and it's uh, – with my schedule coming up, I'm starting a, a new part-time job on top of my full-time job. Um, so my, my schedule is getting a little bit crazier, a little bit more hectic, so I'm not going to have as much time. Um, so I won't have as much time to edit it. So we're going to kind of take a step back from that and uh, focus solely on the audio, get that perfected, um, and then – uh, possibly next season move into the YouTube videos once we grow this a little bit bigger and uh, have a little bit more of a following. Yeah, that's kind of where it's at. Is it's, it's a lot for you to put that together, yeah. and it really like inhibits on the way that the editing happens mm-hmm. so that you know at the end of the day we have the strongest following and want the highest quality auto or excuse me audio as possible um and so there's just a lot of benefits to it for right now it's something that we will have the ability to do but just kind of where we're at um pushing this growing it which we've been doing lately which to everyone that will hear this thank you we have been getting a nice little surge and um we're excited about that so we really want to be able to focus on both of us have full-time jobs (laughs) you know you have a part-time and so we're kind of focusing really hard on tiktok twitter and then obviously the audio and we're seeing a lot of traction from that and so that's kind of that's kind of the direction is, you know, yeah. spreading ourselves not too thin and just trying to get the most out of what we're putting into stuff. But this is the bread and butter. We love doing it and we're going to continue to do it. And uh, like I said, it's not gone forever. Just, you know, wait, get a little more traction and then maybe next season, bring it back um, and see, see where things are at. But, uh, but yeah, that was, that was yeah, a good man. transition. We got a lot to get into. So we you do. have a hot topic I that I know nothing topic. about. Yeah. We got to cover seven games, Yep, but I'm excited. Because I have no idea, so lay it on me, Daddy. So, um, as probably a lot of you know, uh, Derek Jeter was like the highlight of the uh, Hall of Fame induction uh, this past week. Um, 
obviously like face the Yankees when the Yankees were at, at the top. Derek Jeter's like a household name. It's a biracial angel. Yeah. But um, so they there's been a list released of players that are going to be eligible for the first time next season. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay. So I have a I list think I saw it. of 12 yeah. na- I have a list of 12 people, right? And out of those 12 people, I want to know which two you would put in right now. Okay, thank God it was only two because I know the names and I roughly know the stats, but it's like right on the fringe of well. So my I kind of I kind of went through and did my own list of people that are going to be eligible. So I don't know if it's a list of people you saw. Okay, I think there was a tweet. There was something about it, and it yeah. looked like the first time ballot. But all so, right, so my the list that I have put together is Carl Crawford. I always okay. I always kind of put those together it's like a yeah. tongue twister prince fielder ryan howard ten lincecum joe nathan david ortiz jonathan yes. papelbaum jpb david ortiz aj Przinski, a rod jimmy rollins yeah. and mark tajira mark tajira and um david ortiz hard lock see my thoughts are david ortiz, uh, david ortiz, is, ortiz is guaranteed yeah yeah like hall of famer and i am I might be biased again to AJ Przinsky because he's a catcher, right? Yeah, let me pull up these stats in real time. Because, uh, again, yeah. I will be honest about when I feel like I really know stuff and when I don't. And that's mm-hmm. right on the fringe of, like, I'm not a historical baseball person as much unless I go back and look. Yeah. And so I know the names. I know the names, and I you know, I can make more than an educated yeah, guess, I mean, but Jonathan I also Papa can't Brown, their like back of their Tim Lincecum and Joe Nathan are are elite pitchers. Tim Lincecum is pretty good, but man, getting in the Hall of Fame is hard. And I know he had some really good seasons, but then he really fell off. And, and you have to be dominant. So yeah. I just don't see him getting in. I mean, he had three god ungodly years, but I mean, then later in the seasons, you know, he has one. Let's see. One. You're talking two. about Tim Lincecum right now, right? Yeah, or... I see one, two, three. Just quick look, right? Just quick look. I see three years out of however many that look like just ERA based Hall of Fame numbers, and that's not everything. But you know, just how you many need, years did he play? Uh, not as many as you think. I, th- uh, I want to say I think he was like up there for like maybe only like eight or nine years. Yeah, he only had that of like true starts. Uh, I mean, two-time Cy Young, three-time World Series, but only 19.5 war, only 110 wins, career 3.74 ERA. That ain't going to do it. Yeah, like, but you said gr- two, two Cy Young and three World Series? Yeah, but that doesn't matter. 3.74 ERA and only 110 wins. So, bro, to get in the Hall of Fame, you I mean, you got to be ungodly. That's what I love about it, as you know. I mean, you got like there was a time there where people didn't know if Justin Verlander was going to get in. And I mean, Justin Verlander can eat Tim Lincecum's butt. Like, he might not have three World Series, but like World Series is more like a cool little highlight. It doesn't make or break a player to be in the Hall of Fame as much as you have to play like 15 years of like top 10 in the league to even kind of maybe get in usually. That's what I love about it. You got to be the best. So great, good pitcher, good to above average, nowhere near a Hall of Famer. Okay, so um, you took Tim Lentz to come out. 
So you're yes. still set on David Ortiz and Mark Tejira? I got to look at Mark Tejira's numbers really fast because off the top of my head, I thought he was a monster, but I could be way off on that. Because I went back and forth looking at this to AJ Prasinski and Prince Fielder because Prince Fielder. I don't think Prince Fielder was long enough because he had that scary ass stuff happen to him, didn't he? Yeah. Didn't he have like health issues? Mm-hmm. That's the thing is you could be a monster, but you have to do it for like minimum 10 years usually 12 to 15 plus if you're going to be an offensive that's player. why i'm kind of surprised that they have ryan howard in here because ryan howard oh yeah ryan dog. howard was a wash it's just first time eligible none of these people yeah. like even mark to has got 50 war three five gold gloves three silver sluggers 400 home runs that usually helps uh 268 batting average uh he played out of everyone on this list, I think David Ortiz is the only one that has a real shot. Yeah, that's like holy lock. 1,300 RBIs for Teixeira, 268, 360, 509, 869 OPS career. That's pretty good. <laughs> um, 39, but wow. Yeah, he had some good fucking years, man. But yeah, even this, just at a glance, is like maybe... You know, yeah. that's what's crazy about the Hall of Fame. You get and this is just first runs. ballot, right? This is like your first time up. Like, oh yeah, yeah, first ballot. Unless I'm really missing something, the only one first ballot there is David Ortiz, yeah. and that's that's easy. I mean, first ballot, think, you got to be. Yeah, I think Poppy's the the only one that's guaranteed. A, like, out of this list, that's guaranteed a spot. I think that. He played. I think Joe twenty four hundred to almost twenty five hundred hits, five hundred and forty one home runs. That right there, yeah, fifty five war. That Joe Nathan will get in. I think that A Rod will eventually get in. Unfortunately, no, no, he cheated three times. There's no way he gets in. There's yeah, no but way. the way that they're talking about this stuff now is that they want Barry Bonds to get in, but Barry Bonds cheated too. Yeah, but Barry Bonds got caught like one time and. So I don't disagree, just to be very clear. However, A-Rod is a fucking alien and a piece of shit. Like, that's why I hate him on Sunday Night Baseballs, because, like, he started dating J-Lo, and now we all think he's great. Statistically, one of the greatest baseball players ever. Like, as good as you think he was, go look, and you're going to poop your pants. Like, I think he's the second highest war ever in, like, modern players. Like, it's he's, like, at 100-something. It's yeah. nuts. His stats are insane. The dude has, what, 600 home runs or something like that? I mean, the dude's numbers are like, you got to rub your eyes and yeah. like double check that you read them right. You're like, no way. I and mean, everyone automatically goes to, to Yankees A-Rod. When A-Rod was on the Rangers, he was a fucking dog. Yeah, and Seattle. Yeah. He had... Yeah, with the Rangers, he had 57 home runs and 142 RBIs in one year. The yeah. year before, 52, 135. The year after, 47, 118. With the Yankees in 07, 54, 156. These are Hall of Fame numbers. Yeah, you but know, they're also you... steroid numbers. Oh, I'm with you. He has 117.5 career war. Holy fuck. <laughs> God. six. He has 696 home runs. Yeah. Like, he is statistically, like, the second greatest war player ever in history. He cheated three times, though. And Barry only has, what, one or two more shots? And I don't think they're going to let him in. I think collectively everybody said 
that era, you're not getting in, even though everybody was doing it. See, I, and then you think about A Rod got caught three times. Did Mark three. McGuire get in? No, no. They're all lumped together in that. Yeah, they're all just saying no to all of them. Yeah, they're all saying no. Which spoils a lot of careers that people that would have gotten in, no matter, like if yeah. they never used him, I promise they'd still be in the Hall of Fame. But it's one thing when they were using it the whole time and they didn't enforce it and you got caught once, just technically, because that's when they caught people. But like A Rod had three shots. Like, True. come on, dog. You are a piece of garbage. You yeah. cheated the game. If you even cheat it once, it's like, how do you disrespect the game like that? Twice is just like, I think you should just be banned from baseball personally. I think after the first time, you take your ban of 80 game, 81 games. I like that. I think if you ever get caught with it again, you should be banned from the game. Like, hard rule. You're done. Or two seasons, which is basically kind of the same thing. It's probably yeah. a black ball. And then after that, you would just be banned for life. So, I don't know. But they yeah, the only one on that list. My man, Pete Rose. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, he might have bet on it, but. He bet he on didn't... his team to win. Yep. Like, let's be real, right? If. Free it's Pete. Not... It's not like he bet on his team to lose and start purposely dogging a game. Yep. Right? He bet on his team to win. Yep. And one of the greatest. <laughs> all around really baseball players 40, of all time. 4,200 career hits. Yeah. <laughs> what? You get 3,000 and you're in like some of the rarest air yeah. on earth. This his guy's- whole... His whole baseball reference page. So when you're in gold, gold stats. There, if you you have hall of you led the league. If it, some any of your stats on in any year have black, okay. If it's bolded, it means you led the league. If you have gold anywhere, that means you lead all time major league, the history of baseball. You alone hold record, right? I count four gold bricks. On his career stat line. Yeah. The most games ever played. The most at-bats ever. The most hits ever. And the most... Sorry, I just accidentally back-scrolled. Most hits, played appearances, at-bats, and games ever played in Major League history. Every player ever. Yeah. And just because he bet on his team to win. Which isn't even that fucking bad. Like, let's be honest, right? If I go bet on on... Every week I play fantasy football and betting on my team to win. <laughs> like, true. Like, it's a 375 career OBP. That gets my rocks a little warm. The fucker yeah, was just on base. Free my man, Pete. <laughs> true. Well, yeah. I mean, we both agree. If it, Just to get very clear, because we're getting on a tangent a little yeah. bit. If you're asking me. The only person that's truly first ballot lock is Dave is Poppy. Yeah, I said Poppy. Can he play? Yeah, <laughs> the, just the the amount of home runs, let alone just the the what he the meant to that Boston team back when. Just like how Jeter was the face of the Yankees when the Yankees were at their height. Big Poppy was the face of the Boston Red Sox when the Boston Red Sox were at their height. Yep. Just the sustainability, the pure stats, the presence, the yeah. performance. The I mean, it's all there. He, he's what you – him and Derek Jeter are what you – like when you look at a baseball player, right, and how they are around the game, those are two of like the 
at least when I was young, right, what I would look yeah. at and watch them play and be like, that's how you're supposed to play baseball. Mm-hmm. Right. True. Like with Derek Jeter, literally every play that every pitch that this dude saw offensively and defensively gave a hundred percent. Yep. The, the, the perfect example is the media, the perfect examples, the, that catch his famous catch where he broke like four ribs diving into a diving into the stands. Yeah. That are the, uh, what is it? The, the shuffle um, pass. Yeah. The shuffle. pass. Yeah, that the, is one mm-hmm. of the craziest plays you'll ever see a shortstop make. And just decided to cut across the whole infield yeah. down the first baseline and do a little shuffle through. Yeah. I just saw that the other day, and again, and I'm just like, oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> Derek Jeter's whole career was a fucking movie, all the way mm-hmm. down to his last game at Yankee Stadium. A walk-off walk, single? A walk-off RBI single. Yeah. Like, you just can't. It's kind of like it's, it's people like Michael Jordan, um, Derek Jeter, just people that are, like, almost above yeah. expectation. They just it's, do it. It's that. It's that. What we like, what people call the Jordan mentality that like Kobe had, that like LeBron will never have, like that competitiveness that only the elite few have that make them different, like that Kobe had, that Jordan had, that Jeter had, right? There's something like that. Yeah. Part of it's just the clutch thing, too, whether it's situational, whatever, like Brady just fucking win. There's just something that like literally the greatest ever kind of people do. They find a way. They find a way. And Jeter's not the greatest baseball player ever. He's not. He's just one of the greatest ever at what he did and what he if set out. If you look at Derek do. Jeter's stats, right, his stats aren't that great. Like he, No, his, they're really not. And like, that's what's so tricky so about I've him. Had the, I had this debate with someone the other day, right? Because they're like, Derek Jeter's the most overrated baseball player of all time. They And they started reading off stats. I was like, yeah, that's cool and all, right? Like, go ahead, read off your stats. But then break down his stats in the postseason in October, like when it counts. You know what I mean? Yeah. This dude, when when the his, postseason his turned off, factor is like ninety nine overall. Once October hit, this dude like a switch flipped. Yeah, just blacked out. Yeah, like he he went fucking crazy. Whenever there was a game on the line, if I if there was a baseball game on the line, two outs, down by one. There's I literally have, nobody you can think of that you would rather Derek send Jeter. up besides Derek Cheater that you send to the fucking plate. Yep. And you just know what's gonna happen. You're right. He that you you articulated that very well. Like that their whole career is a movie feeling. That's yeah. how Jordan was. Everything he did, you know what was gonna happen because it's Michael Jordan. Like yeah. you can't make it up. And like the three know. people that come to my head are Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, Derek Cheater. Yep. It just so happened that two of those went to a terrible college, but we're not going to bring that up. <laughs> Michael Jordan's the greatest athlete probably ever in any sport. Yeah, but Derek, Derek Jeter and Tom Brady both went to Michigan. So, Oh, okay. Sorry. I didn't know if you were talking about North Carolina. And I was like, no. is that a thing that you – I, I didn't nope. know they went to Michigan conversely. Nope. So I was like, do you have a beef with North Carolina? Because like, we're talking about one of the greatest athletes ever. Nah. Derek Jeter okay. and I'm like 99.8% sure Derek Jeter went to Michigan. Let me double check it though. I got you. I'm already got it up. Uh, Central High School in Kalamazoo, Michigan. So, 
Yeah, I mean, this man had a 377 career OBP and like a seven baseball references being dumb. Sorry. I remember I remember in elementary school reading a book about Derek Jeter. And an 817 OPS for his career, a 310 batting average career. In- he would walk around high like they interviewed his his high school, right? He mm-hmm. would walk around class, like the hallways, with a baseball in his hand every day. I believe it. Bro, 358 stolen bags, 260 home runs, 544 doubles, 3,465 hits, 1,923 runs scored, 2,700 plus games played. Holy shit. That's not even taking in his defensive factor. He, this man, Derek Jeter, right, literally Dude just made has a fucking – like people – in football, right? You get when you someone catches a like a, a pass on you get mossed, right? If you mm-hmm. catch a ball, jump and throw, right? That's you. You just jeetered someone, right? Like True. this dude's name is literally a verb. Hunt in. Uh, let me figure out the games really fast, and then we'll keep this moving. In 158 career postseason games. He slashed 308, 374, 465, 838 OPS. Uh, that's good. <laughs> that's real good. That's career in literally. In the postseason. Yeah, 150. In a Yankees games. team that when he was there was in the postseason every year. Yep, 33 series uh, over 16 years. In the World Series, this man in his career slashed 321, 384, 449, 832 in just World Series. Yes, please. In He played in 16 ALDSs, okay? 343, 397, 519, 916 OPS. Clutch. Yeah. God, Mr. October. We went from talking about who we think is going to be in the Hall of Fame next year to Derek yeah. Jeter. I know we're doing exactly what we knob. said we wouldn't do, but everybody <laughs> needs to know. Yep. So, yeah, baseball continues to be the goaded Hall of Fame because only the best of the very, very, very best ever get in, and even those that are kind of there don't get in sometimes. It's nuts. All right. So we got seven games to cover. So here we go. Uh, so game one, this was Quantrill versus Eovaldi. This was last Friday um, in Fenway. Indians come in, the ride in a high after they completed a three-game sweep of the Royals to extend their win streak to four. Uh, they faced the Red Sox in Boston this time, like I mentioned, um, after they dropped two of three to them the prior weekend. But we send Big Daddy Dick Quantrill to the mound to try and make it five in a row. Uh, but Fenway and the Red Sox are entirely just built different. Um, and the Indians melt down in the later innings. Quick line. Boston, eight runs on 10 hits and no errors. Cleveland, five runs on 11 hits and no errors. Scoring highlights, bottom of the first, Kyle Schwarber, leadoff solo shot. That's his 29th of the year. Uh, Red Sox jump out to an early 1-0 lead. Bottom of the second, Kevin Ploiecki, excuse me, hits a solo shot. That's his second of the year, and the Red Sox extend their lead to 2-0. Top of the fourth, though, Jose solo shot is 32nd of the year. Indians get on the board, but still trail it two to one. Bottom of the fourth, Jonathan Arias, I think. Uh, I don't even know Arise, Aruz, whatever. Uh, uh, it's Aruz. Aruz. Yeah. Hammy said it, and it's some like 
very simple saying, but it's not how it sounds. So we'll call him a ruse, whatever. Jonathan Aruz, solo shot, his second of the year. Uh, so the Red Sox extend their lead again. Now they're up 3-1. Bottom of, or I'm sorry, top of the seventh. It's a couple innings of relief there. Top of the seventh, though, Austin Hedges, two-run bomb. His eighth of the year to get the Indians tied up at three apiece. Let's go. But this is the Cleveland Indians, so there can only be disappointment. Bottom of the seventh, Kyle Schwarber, two-run double, puts the Red Sox back on top, five to three. Still the bottom of the seventh, Hunter Renfro, three-run bomb, his 26th of the year. Red Sox blow it open. It's 8-3 now. Top of the eighth, Bobby Bradley, RBI single. Love to see that, but we still trail 8-4. to four. Top of the ninth, Jose, RBI single, um, but we still trail 8-5. to five. Had a little fight, but... That's how it stays as the Indians' win streak stops at four after we uh, drop the series opener in sad, sad fashion. Yep, and uh, all year we've been playing the Red Sox, up until this point, we've been playing the Red Sox really well. And it's, yeah. it's like we, I think we said a couple episodes ago that we play good teams very well, but then when it comes to us playing bad teams, that we're... We don't beat the teams that we should. Yeah, the little sneak preview. Well, we do and we don't. And so I feel like we did a better job of that in the first half of the season, and now we're not. You yeah. know, And I don't have the stats to back that up. Part of it's probably managing. Part of it's probably where the team's at. We know we're not really competing. They're checking out. It's fall tryouts, basically. Um, but you still you got to beat the teams you're supposed to. But it is doubly frustrating when it's like you played six mostly competitive games against the Red Sox, and yet you came away with two wins when you could have come up with four or five yeah, easily. And so that's frustrating. Um, nothing really crazy happened in this one, so if, if that's cool, I'll just keep it moving. Yeah. No game highlights in this one. I think you do in the next one. Just pretty straightforward baseball. What happened kind of happened. Um, Quantrill gets roughed up a little bit. Six innings pitched, seven hits. Two walks, five earned runs, and six strikeouts takes an L. Um, that's not a sharpest outing by any means. He did still keep us in the game prior to coming out for the seventh, um, which I was surprised to hail did bring him back out. Um, and then he gives up a walk and a double, doesn't get any outs. And then I believe um, that's when the two-run double happens from Schwarber. So prior to this, I mean, don't get me wrong, he still gave up a walk and a hit. But if he wouldn't have come back out, his line would have been six innings, six hits, three earned runs, and a walk. That line is completely different. You yeah. know, not great, but hey, you're at Fenway against the Red Sox, you know, but that's baseball. That's how it goes. You can't dominate them all. Um, and this is the first time we've seen him even kind of scuffle, but he didn't especially get- against a very good, potent Red Sox offense. Yeah, he gave up three home runs. You know, it, the ball on both sides, it was just like, People were teeing off, and that's kind of that park. It plays kind of like a Little League park down the right field line and the monster, as long as you get the ball high enough. It's a weird-ass park. And that team plays statistically, like, insanely better at home. I mean, Mm -hmm. their home ballpark effect is, like, Coors Field almost. It's nuts how well they play there. Yeah, Um, It's just they're so comfortable in that dumpy old piece of history. Uh, So the bullpen, uh, because... You know, we don't have any magic to get to the bottom of the ninth because we're away. Only has to pitch two innings. um, And they rack up two innings of three-run ball on three hits, three walks, and two strikeouts. So the bullpen lets us down two. Stefan comes out for the seventh. 
um, after you know two are on and Quantrill couldn't get any outs. He gives up that two-run double credited to Quantrill, but then he walks one and uh, ends up giving up a three-run shot as well. So he only gets two outs in that. So we're now on our third pitcher to get through the seventh inning, basically. Yep. And we've given up five runs in this inning. So not, not good. Uh, Garza finishes it off, but he walks two of his own two to give us one fucking out. This this was an inning from hell. Um, Hench's pitch is a perfect eighth inning, which is nice to see. But, I mean, it doesn't end up, doesn't matter at all because, yep. you know, we lost and it is what it is. Yeah. Um, but the story of this one's like our offense was just, over these three games besides one outlier uh, against the the Red Sox here uh, was just like our our bats aren't getting hot, and we'll talk about that a little more against the the Minnesota series. But um, thirteen strikeouts to three walks in this one, which is hot dog shit. And then uh, we left, we ended up leaving fifteen runners on base, which is fucking awful too. Um, we had eleven hits in this one, and three of them were for extra base hits. The the I think what was it? Bobby Bradley had a double. Jose had a home run and a double. Um, we went two for eight with runners in scoring position, not going to get it done. Uh, but like we talked about three of the five runs came from the long ball. Uh, Austin Hedges had a home run too in this one. That's what was. Yeah, it was, uh, Jose double and home run in a Hedges home run. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. Um, and then everyone besides Miles Straw and Oscar Mercado had, had hits in this one. Uh, Jose, like we talked about, had the day. Um, just uh, wasn't all there. Yeah. I mean, I think pitching lost this one personally. Yeah. I mean, for me, I know you – so more in the twin series, the offense is the problem. But in this one – and, you know, we'll talk about it. But in this one, it's just like the bullpen, man. The the, the later innings are just eating us yeah. up. I mean, starters still give up five earned runs, but like, especially with it when an offense is as good as Boston's is, and Boston has a very good offense, right? Once, yeah, they, they suck at defense. They're like yeah. bottom three or something in the yeah. league. But once they we, just once bang. they see a pitcher the third time through, they're gonna eat. Yeah. That lineup is not a joke, man. Yeah, it'd be like if we had two more uh, Jose's and Fran meals. Like they, they have and they allowed Kyle Schwarber at the trade deadline. Did they already had a fucking potent offense, and then they added Kyle Schwarber. Yeah, they have Schwarber, J.D. Martinez, Renfro, uh, a guy named Rafael, Rafael Devers. Devers. Like Alex Verdugo's having a good. I mean, it's just, yeah. it don't stop, man. It don't. <laughs> so not good all around. No part of this game was yeah. good. Um, so game two, though, Morgan versus Hauk, which I know you hate that name. It really lives rent-free. Um, Indians coming to Saturday. Hauk. They're looking to get Hauk. It's just fucking dumb. It is kind of weird. Uh, they look to get back in the win column after we drop the series opener to the Red Sox in painful fashion. Bullpen gets blown up in the late innings yet again. Uh, we send Eli Morgan, though, to the bump, try and get revenge. He does his job, but the bullpen once again cannot hold leads against this team. Quick line, Boston four on seven hits and no errors. Cleveland three runs on seven hits and no errors. Uh, scoring highlights, bottom of the seventh. Yes, it took until then to break this thing. Yeah. Bottom of the seventh, Rafael Devers three-run bomb. That's his 33rd of the year to give the Red Sox a 3 nothing lead late. Top of the ninth, though, we did have life. 
Bobby Bradley hits an RBI double to get the Tribe on the board. Um, still trail at 3-1, to one, though. Still the top of the ninth, down to, I want to say, the last strike and the last out of the game. Framil Reyes pinch hit first of the day. Two-run bomb out of the park, which I'm sure I, get, I just see yeah. you're going to talk about it. Uh, but that's his 25th of the year to tie it up, right, down to their last out at three apiece. Again, this is the Cleveland Indians, though. You realize that. You're listening to this podcast. Bottom of the ninth, Alex Verdugo hits an RBI walk-off single uh, to give the Red Sox a 4 nothing lead. And we drop game two just like that. And believe me, I'm going to have some qualms to discuss about the bullpen usage and, and some things yeah. here that I'm pissed about. But you tell me about these game highlights. Yes. Uh, so th- there's a couple things that happened in this one. And then in uh, first thing, top of the sixth, uh, bases were loaded. Harold Ramirez hits a screamer back up the middle, and it, it hits off the pitcher's shin. But unlucky, bounces right to the first baseman. And just gets steps on the back for the last out of the inning. That showbiz, um, baby. Yeah, and that was one of those things. Like this was going to score at least two runs, and it just sucks that it happened like this. Like it, it's just one of those things where you just didn't get a break. Um, unlucky for the Cleveland Indians. Lucky for the Boston Red Sox. That's baseball, man. Um, but you talked about Fran Mel Reyes's home run in this one. He absolutely fucking demolishes this baseball. Right, the the ball was a little bit inside. Was able was able to get his arm still extended on it. It was low. It was low inside trunk. a little bit. Just fucking muscles this ball into the streets of Boston. Boston, Boston. <laughs> and then gives a dirty ass bat flip. <laughs> Because who's going to say anything to him? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely thing, nobody. Seventy-five RPMs on it, like <laughs> yeah. it just. Whoosh, <laughs> like I'm surprised it didn't like fucking helicopter and take off. This thing just dirty, clutch man. Yeah, clutch ass home run. And, and what a way to! I think up to that point he was zero for seventeen. Something like that. That's why he sat this game, and it was just yeah. a pinch hit down to the last I think, out. Yeah, That's I think he was over seventeen at this point. Over his last seventeen at this point. Yeah, and this when this he, will turn the tide on him slightly. When he slumps, right? He slumps hard, but then he breaks out of his slump, fucking with yeah, dramatic he, fashion. Every he really time. does. He's like, "Oh, you guys forgot that I'm big as shit." Yeah, here's a five hundred and seventy-five thousand foot home run. <laughs> <laughs> he is a big boy, man. But yeah, that was just clutch, and he he's gonna ride that momentum a little bit in the next couple games because I don't think he played the game. Okay, he did play the night before. Yeah. So in game one, he had he went one for five. Yeah. But I know what you're talking about. He was on a slump before then. He was mm-hmm. not looking good. So uh, game, that, that, his one hit was a RBI, right? Is that what it was? I don't think so. No, it's just one for five in the night before. But yeah. he was slumping hard. You're, I mean, that that was true. Because that's why he didn't play this game, is to give him a break. Mm-hmm. Um, but Morgan, we talked about five and two-thirds innings of three-hit, four-walk, no-run ball, uh, seven strikeouts for the no decision. And honestly, way to shove and make sure nobody forgets about you, baby. You cute little button-nosed dude, you. I love you. All right. It's not the sharpest start statistically, but he kept an offensive 
powerhouse scoreless for nearly six innings, which is all that matters. Like the four walks usually would destroy you, but only three hits in five and two thirds with no runs. And here's the thing that team walks pretty well or, or, you know, takes some pretty good ABs. And he clearly was working it to make sure that he didn't give up a big hit. So if that's what you got to do, guess what? Stats are cool and all and how you get there, but at the end of the day, five and two-thirds against the Red Sox with no runs. That's all that fucking matters. So all I'm saying is saw saw a little Eli Morgan slander on the TL, and I was pretty happy that he did this because let's not forget that he's been old reliable for a while here just because Logan Allen had a couple good starts. Uh, Bullpen in this one only asked to give you three innings um, of four-hit, Four walk and four run ball on one strikeout. So a little four for four 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 deal from Wendy's. Yeah, four uh, dollar big box baby. Yeah, the biggie bag. <laughs> uh, Wickren finishes the sixth and gets two outs in the seventh, uh, but then he gives up a hit and gets charged with a run um, that uh, Parker inherits. So leading into that, Parker gets the final out in the seventh, but not before he walks one and gives up a three run bomb to Devers. So just to be clear here. Wickerin one earned run, and then Parker comes in to get uh, the final out of the seventh and also gives up two earned runs. So not not good. So far, we've made it four outs and uh, given up three earned runs, which is three more than the zero that Morg Eli gave up in <laughs> almost six innings. Not great. Then Brian Shaw comes out, gives you a scoreless eighth, comes back out for the ninth, but gives up a leadoff single. So he gets charged with the walk-off, technically, that Alex Young inherits, okay? So this is the most confusing. Like, everybody had to get pieced together in weird ways here, so this bullpen kind of recap is even confusing myself. So basically, Alex Young comes in, and uh, he has a he gets he only needs to get two outs. He's got a runner on second, so he, he walks Devers. Then he intentionally walks J.D. Martinez to load the bases. So he gets to Alex Verdugo, which I believe is a lefty-lefty matchup, too. He ends up giving up the walk-off single. Now listen, with the bases loaded. But obviously it's a walk-off, so it doesn't matter. It stayed in the park. Any other any other situation besides a walk-off, this is a two- or three-run double. Easy money. He smoked this thing into yeah. the gap. Like He would have cleared the bases on this. But it's just a walk-off single. So I'm done confusing myself about the bullpen. Basically, they give you, what, one, one and a third, two and two thirds. They give you three innings and give up four earned runs. So dog shit, okay? Why the fuck are we using Alex Young in high leverage situations? When are, Emmanuel Classe has been nothing but out of the fucking world. He exists. And he didn't pitch the night before. Yeah. Like, okay, you get some big dick energy. Either. Ninth, ninth inning, right? In a game that you just tied, bring them out. Like, Either they were dumb and like, we're going to push this to extras, so I'm not worried about it. We're going to save them for the, the 10th. Or no, there's, no, they're just dumb. Or there's something going on with Class A where they're like, his shoulder's tight. Like they yeah. asked him, like, hey, are you ready to go? And he's like, dude, I'm not feeling it tonight. Like, I, my shit's fucked. Yeah. Which I would still bit, rather see Henches, which is a come very good twice. possibility. Like, yeah, it could have, but even even if you bring out Henches again because he only made twelve pitches the night before. Yeah, I think we still have JC Mejia in our bullpen. By the way, even though we never use him, and we're going to talk about that 
Anybody but Alex Young. He has a 6-6-1 ERA, and every time he gets brought in, trash time, clutch time, he just gives up fucking runs. Like, we have better young arms to try out than this bum. Like, I know it's September, but, like, he's not it. Like, how many yeah, times are I we going to do that? Honestly, like, I think at this point, they're they're pretty much the same thought process that we have. Like, the season's over. They're not fighting but that's for a, You cannot play like that, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you got to yell at some motherfuckers in the clubhouse. Like, we're still a, a fucking grown-ass baseball team. <laughs> like, yeah. So, I just, I think this is a managing issue. I'm not saying we would have won this game with Well, Tito, yeah, I'm not but... saying the players are like that. I'm saying I think that's how they are from, like, a managerial standpoint. Oh, I think the players are even like that a little bit as we'll keep talking. I think they need someone to slap them upside the head a little bit. Um Anyway, so that's that's my rant. Talk to me yeah. about the offense because um, eight strikeouts to two walks in this one, which isn't great. Uh, but we left thirteen runners on base, which is uh, painful. Just, yeah, I, but that's on par for us this year, which is pains on par for us this year. Period. Uh, seven hits in this one, but four of them were extra base hits, so that's fantastic. Um, we went one for nine, one for nine with runners in scoring position. This game was winnable, folks. Yep. You get four extra base hits out of seven hits. Um, everyone besides Ahmed, Bradley Zimmer, and Yu Chang had a hit in this one. Um, yeah, we talked about Framel's pinch hit, uh, the fucking absolute fucking moonshot that he sent out of the stadium. Uh, but just we choked yeah. outside of that. We hit it hard. When mm-hmm. we hit it, it's just no timely hitting. You can't go one for nine. Like, that's not going to happen. Yeah, You're not going to win games. We could have very easily just put up a goose egg in this game. Yeah. If it wasn't for the clutch home run. We almost did. <laughs> so, well, uh, there was the one run outside of that, wasn't there? Yeah, because Fran Mills Cause was, it was a, a two-run two shot. And then- yeah, our, yeah, okay. But it's just like, come on. Um. Our youth shows against teams like this, you know what I mean? Especially in the bullpen. That's the big thing is it just blows right now. But Jose, after this game, Zach Meisel tweeted out, became the only player in baseball with 20-plus home runs and 20-plus stolen bases in 2018, 2019, and 2021. No player reached any of those in 2020 because of the the shortened season, but Jose was on pace for that. So... Only player in 18, 19, and 21. Again, nobody did it in 20 because of the short season. To go yep. 20 home runs, 20 plus home runs, 20 plus stolen bases. That's a five-tool player, baby. And yeah. I got to see how I'm going to break down this graphic. So the most seasons in MLB history, I want to make that clear, MLB history, okay, of 30 plus home runs, 20-plus stolen base seasons by a third baseman. 30-plus home runs, 20-plus stolen bases by a third baseman, okay? Alex Rodriguez has three of them. 2004, 2005, 2007. Steroids, maybe. They're a hell of a drug. Mike Schmidt, (laughs) 74 and 75. Howard Johnson, 87 and 89. Jose, 2018 and 2021. That is some rare... Air. Those are some names. Yeah, that he's and, sitting and next like, to. Like the Zach Measle tweet said that he was on pace for the twenty and twenty last year. He was on pace for another thirty and twenty last year. Like, yeah, he would have. He would have been up. There. He he's gonna. He, he would have been second most all time because right now he's tied for second with Mike Schmidt and Howard with yeah. two apiece. He would have tied a rod. Yeah, exactly. He'd be tied for first. 
That uh, warms them up in case yeah. you're wondering about my rocks right now. Like This guy is really... We knew this all along, but Jose is a better player than Francisco Lindor. He, yeah. at least offensively, his output is nuts. Like What he's doing is crazy. It's just... I would say overall... Just, as a base, I think Jose or I, yeah, think I would trade a, Francisco a little bit of the platinum defense for above average defense from him, but incredible offense. Well, I mean, just think much Francisco, Francisco Lindor plays flashier defense, right? Ooh, that's a good call. Jose's right. defense is very like when it comes to like fundamentally sound, every play that he should not every play, 99 of the plays out of 100 that he should make. There should yeah, he, make, makes. he makes, right? That's true. And then the plays that are like good plays, he also makes those. Like, yeah, he's a good defensive third. Exactly. Baseman. So I, I would 10 times out of 10, I'd rather take Jose than Francisco Lindor. And we said that before all the trades too, like yeah. before we started a podcast. I've always like, you stack them up, they're they're both very good baseball players, but Jose's different, man. He is something. And- he's he plays two hundred percent every day, and you feel. And that. here's the thing, right? Jose isn't going to ask for Francisco Lindor money, which I won't blame Lindor. Just to be very objective, no, 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 no like, not go at get all. your bag. No, all. I know. I just wanted to put that out. there. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. Francisco Lindor is at his core a baseball player, and he just wants to play ball, right? Yeah, that he's just having. Or you mean Jose? Baseball. Yeah, you mean Jose? Yeah. Jose. I think Lindor is too, but I get what you're saying. He just he he just does it. He just like kind of goes out and does it, and that's yeah. that. He's so funny. But yeah, I mean, greatness, people. So game three is Plesak versus Crawford. Um, Indians come in looking to avoid the series sweep last Sunday, um, salvaging their shitty trip to Boston uh, thus far. They send Plesak to the mound to try and get things straightened out, and he delivers a quality start, uh, but the bats get this one done. Uh, done as the tribe takes game three quick line cleveland 11 runs on 15 hits and one air boston five runs on 13 hits and one air quick scoring highlights uh top of the first bobby bradley sack fly to give us an early one nothing lead still the bottom of the first this is not a typo harold ramirez sack fly to extend the indians to a lead how many times do you see two sack flies in an inning um I couldn't tell you the last time that happened. Top of the second, Miles Straw, RBI single, 3-0 Tribe. Top of the third, Franmil Reyes solo bomb, his 26th of the year. Indians now up 4-0. Still the top of the third, Bradley Zimmer two-run single. Now we've blown it open, 6-0. Bottom of the fifth, though, J.D. Martinez, RBI double. That gets the Sox on the board, but they still trail it 6-1. Still the bottom of the fifth. Kevin Plowecki, RBI single. Red Sox still trail at 6-2. Still the bottom of the fifth. Travis Shaw, RBI double. Uh, Red Sox now trail at 6-3. Bottom of the sixth, J.D. Martinez, two-run bomb. That's his 25th of the year. Red Sox now trail at 6-5, so it's getting a little spooky out there. But top of the ninth, we explode. Ahmed Rosario, infield, RBI single. So now we lead 7-5, to five, get that insurance run, but we're going to get some more. Still the top of the ninth. Fran Meal, two-run double. Extends the Tribe's lead again. Now it's 9-5. to five. Still the top of the ninth. Harold Ramirez, RBI single. Now we lead it 10-5. to five. Still the top of the ninth. Owen Miller, RBI ground out. Um, now we lead it 11-5. to five. We've blown it wide open in the ninth. 
and pretty much lock up a game three win yep. and avoid the sweep. So let's go, baby. Yeah. Keep your brooms at home, bitch. True. Um, <laughs> which, uh, I mean, Zach Plesak did what – uh, we'll talk about that later. But Oh, go for it. I love it. Talk about it. Yeah. Get that pitcher, baby. <laughs> uh, so here's the thing. He gave you five innings of uh, eight-hit baseball with three earned runs, three walks, and five strikeouts. Now, when you look at that line, you're like, ooh, that's not that great, right? That's a that's kind of a, a shaky line, right? Yeah. This entire game, he was in control. Like, yeah, he gave up some runs and gave us some hits. There was some foot traffic there. But eyeball test, mm-hmm. he was back to like Zach Plesak of last year, Zach Plesak, right? He was in control. He was calm. He was making his pitches, right? This is a like we've said it a hundred times now. A very potent Boston offense. Yeah, that just there was there was a couple times where he got beat. Yeah, well, and I think he what he gave up a home run to JD Martinez, RBI double, RBI single, RBI double. So yeah. all that came in the fifth inning against him. He went four yeah. innings of scoreless uh, ball, and that that was just a big inning that they got him. And. Boston's going to get theirs. It doesn't matter who they're playing. They're going to get theirs. Yeah. He was in control this entire game. (laughs) Yeah. But no, I get it. But we do have to, you got to be, I mean, 11 base runners in five innings, though, whether he was controlling or not is something. But I'm glad he controlled it. You know, it's not the sharpest start by any means, but he gave you a chance to win. But I would just say, you know, it's still like the tale of two cities with him. You get in like seven and two thirds of like no run ball on like three hits, or you get in stuff like this where same line where just holy foot traffic, and usually it's more than three earned runs. But so it's still he's just not back yet. But yeah, he kept us in this one well enough. Um, you know, I don't want to sound too pessimistic, but just to kind of talk about it. Um, the bullpen then, though, is asked to give you four innings of, uh, you know, four innings, and they do that of two run, five hit, one walk, one strikeout ball. Um, they got to put in some work after, you know, four innings. They got to put in a little work here. Uh, Wickren comes out for the sixth and gives up two runs on three hits. So cool, 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 cool. Uh, Trevor Steffen gives you a scoreless seventh, walking one and striking out one. Parker gets you two outs in the eighth, but gives up a hit. Or, I'm sorry, gets you two outs in the eighth, giving up one hit. Uh, Classe then gets brought out for a four-out save, and he delivers. Uh, he gives up one hit, but no runs, and gets his 21st save because that's just how he's built. Yeah. Um, so other than, you know, Wickren coming out and, you know, <laughs> freaking inning of three hits and two runs, after that, seven, eight, nine, got it done. And uh, kind of how you're supposed to. So, not yeah. beautiful, but you can hit your way out of some mistakes sometimes, and that's what happened. Yeah, when you have a was a six run lead going into the the six, is that what it was? Uh, yeah, six run lead going into the f- fifth. fifth. Yeah, and then it was six five, but then the ninth inning they just blew it over. Yeah, so a six run lead is going to help. True, alleviate some of those mistakes. Uh, and the offense uh, strikes out ten times but walks four, so not not bad but not great. 
Uh, but we left 18 runners on base in this one, which is not good at all. Um, yeah. Hot dog poop. <laughs> yeah. Safer work edition. Uh, 15 hits, uh, but five of them are for extra bases. And oh, I got something in my eye. Um, but we went seven for 18 with runners in scoring position, which is uh, 389, which is pretty fucking good. <laughs> yeah, that, that's how you score runs. Yeah. They made up for the past two games being dog shit with runners in scoring position this night. Uh, and for- every single starter had, had a hit in this one. So the whole squad's showing up and, and it's on site. Uh, site gang gang <laughs> uh and then Framno had a seven fucking of them, night seven of them had an rbi yeah so everybody had a hit in seven different people that's spreading the love fran mill had an, a fucking night four for four with i thought well, it was three extra base hits oh no two so- singles and a double and a home run and a two home, extra base run. hits yep just eaten this home run he hit in the same exact spot as the the home run the night before yeah it went out of the park right yeah they (laughs) they both went out of the park they both went over the monster to left field out of the park both made into the boston hob and this double right i so i want everyone to picture boston stadium right close your eyes with me yeah Everybody just manifest and and center field angry racist white people and, and center field there's there's a garage. He's covering his eyes. <laughs> in center field, there's a there's like a garage door, right? This dude it's like a, a peak, like a roof. Like yeah. If you turned a house on its side, that like very like peak edge, yep. and right to the left of that, there's a garage door. Just banged it off the garage door. Yeah, he <laughs> smoked that yeah. that double in the ninth. He off the bat, it looked like it was going to get out, but he hit it yeah. literally into that like and arrowhead so shape. When I cove when I watched when I watched it, I, he literally this ball, he did not get extended on this thing. He literally just muscled it, like yep. he literally just put his back into it. Mom, come pick me up. I'm yeah, scared of frame meal. <laughs> he. This ball had no reason to go that far. Because he is a big boy, man. Yeah. He is strong. So we take game three because the offense explodes. Uh, decent start from Plesak and everybody except for Wicker and it's decent. But, hey, you score 11 runs, you're going to win 95% of the games that you go out there and play. Probably more, hopefully. Yep. Um, but still frustrating. Uh, the way that we're losing, and it just after the series, just you know, you like taking game three, but just still feels like, damn, we're not that good. It, it's just painful losing all those games in the last week to them. That you know, if you if you play better, or maybe if you're a better team, if maybe a couple, next year, a couple kinda, things you, come up heads instead of tails. Yeah, and like a better team or just a slightly better team probably takes some of those, and just you know, it, we're just so close. There's so much to be excited about 2022. But they're giving us our money's worth um, on getting frustrated in the interim, you know, waiting for that. Yep. So we come back to Progressive Field, though, for four games against the Twins. Uh, game one is Allen versus Ober. Uh, we, we, uh, <laughs> I say this shit, and then I read what I write down to set the mood, and it's always the same shit. You think I would learn by 34 fucking episodes? So I'm just going to read it anyway. So we come back to Progressive Field on Monday for a four-game set. Against their favorite team in the AL Central, the Minnesota Twins, who, for whatever reason, have munched our butts all season. <laughs> all right, like a rabbit in some spring grass. All right, just, 
All right. Even though they're one of the worst teams in baseball from a record standpoint, um, we salvaged the series against the Red Sox, you know, avoiding the sweep. But we got to beat the teams we're supposed to if we want to finish the season above 500, which is all that I ask at this point. We send Logan Allen to the mound uh, to try and make it three sharp starts in a row. But that streak ends as two at two, excuse me, as the Twins take the series opener. Minnesota, five runs on 12 hits and no errors. Cleveland, two runs on eight hits and no errors. Quick scoring highlights. Top of the first, Rob Snyder, two-run single, gives the Twins an Another early 2 nothing lead. Another fucking name, yeah. Snyder. Get the, get the fuck out of here. Top of the third, Jorge Polanco solo shot. That's his 27th of the year, so the Twins now lead at 3 nothing. Bottom of the fourth, though, Franmil Reyes, two-run bomb. His 27th of the year, and the Indians get on the board. But we still trail at 3-2. I believe that's, what, a home run in three straight games? That's a home run in, at this point, 19 straight games for the Cleveland Indians. Yeah, for the Indians. Yeah, for him, three in a row after that slump. So talk about when he is hot. His highs are high. Uh, But we still trail at 3-2 after that bomb in the bottom of the fourth. Top of the fifth, Byron Buxton solo shot. That's his 11th of the year. Uh, Twins now lead at 4-2. And I want everyone to know that Byron Buxton's a leadoff hitter. Yeah, true. he's a center fielder leadoff hitter. Yeah, but he's a monster. He's just yeah. never healthy. He, that dude can do everything. Mm-hmm. He's like a if he's he's a he's like Jose. Yeah, when he's like all the way on. Yep. It's just he's not chubby. He's just one of the fastest people in baseball and plays a, like Miles Straw defense. He's just never healthy yep. ever. So the fact he still has eleven, it's because he played like he was outpacing Mike Trout for the first like forty five days of the season. Um, but anyway, top of the sixth, uh, Luis Arise, RBI single, uh, extends the Twins' lead 5-2. to two. Uh, That's all she wrote, though. Tribes Bats have no late-inning magic, and we uh, drop game one. Yep. So not not good. And uh, some game highlights. Fran Mel Reyes just keeps, like you talked about, that's three in a row for him, but he just keeps giving us dirty-ass bat flips because that's all I Ooh, care about. That's all we ask for. Yeah. yeah. That and being above 500. Yep. At the end of this, we're 69 and 69. Nice. A little sneak preview. Yep. Little little spoiler alert. And if we didn't play a single game the rest of the year, I'd be very happy. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, just another fucking dirty-ass bat flip, and I'd love to see it. Love but, to see it. But then in the bottom of the fourth, Owen Miller makes just a dumb-ass fucking base running mistake. Uh so he's on. He hits a double. He's on second base, and then the ball gets hit to the third baseman. He like freezes a little bit. The third baseman throws the first, and Owen Miller is like, "Oh, I can, I can try to outrun this ball," and breaks for third on it. Right? No. And so he hesitated off a second, exactly. and then just decided, "Oh no!" And and gets beat by like a step and a half. Hmm. For a double yeah. play. Uh, and in a game where you lose by, what, three, three runs. runs? Yeah, but still, you never know. Every, yeah. you especially especially in the top of the, f- or the bottom of the fourth. Like, through the complexion of the game. And exactly. You can't be making outs on the bases like that. That stuff adds up. Yep. But... We talked about Logan Allen. You know, he had two pretty sharp. You know, well, the Red Sox one was nuts, and then the Royals one was still pretty freaking good. 
Um, this one, five and a third of eight hit, one walk, five run ball on four strikeouts to take an L. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. This is what we would usually expect of him. He got jumped in the first inning. The fact he only gave up two runs was kind of a little bit of luck. And like he, the twins were smoking everything he was throwing. Some of them just happened to be at people. Thank God. This inning could have easily been like a five piece, like easy money. So I will say he still battled. Um, You know, I hope this isn't the end of Logan Allen's uh, domination diaries, Uh, but it's only one start. Um, It always, it always felt too good to be true, but we'll see, you know, this is one start. Anything can happen. I just, you know, bounce back from this, but, uh, but yeah, bullpen is then asked to give you three and two thirds innings and the exact opposite. Okay. So in this one, no runs, four hits, no walks, five strikeouts because the bullpen's good again and does what it's supposed to. Um, yep. Garza gives you an inning and two-third of scoreless three-hit, two-strikeout ball. That gets you to the eighth inning. And then Henches goes two scoreless innings of one-hit, three-strikeout ball because he was always meant to come out of the pen, and he's kind of dirty out there. Yeah. Um, and it's great. It only took three pitchers to get through this game, save some arms. I mean, you want to win, but at least you kind of used a couple of those bulkish relief, you know, kind of guys to save everybody else because they certainly got used, um, you know, against the Red Sox. So it's not, not a lot to say just is what it is. Talk to me about the offense. Yeah. Uh, nine strikeouts to one walk in this one. Um, like nine strikeouts isn't bad, but you only walked once. So you're, you're not seeing the ball very well. Um, and we left 11 runners on base, which is, Good for the Cleveland Indians, but not good in just relative terms of baseball. Uh, so just very mediocre offense to set the precedents in a very uh, poor offensive showing throughout this whole series. Uh, eight hits in this one, two of them for extra base hits. When we went 0 for 3 with runners in scoring position. 0 for 3. And... Um, yeah, just not good offensively, period. Uh, one through six all had hits in this one. Uh, Miles Straw had a day going three for four uh, and got his 24th stolen base of the year. Uh, Fran Mill had that big two-run shot where he accidentally sent this nuke. And uh, just a very mediocre showing from the offense. Yeah, bro, we can't have nice things. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know what to say. Um but this game, because you mentioned in the last one, right? Yep. And then we homered in this one. So the Indians, Mandy Bell tweeted out, have hit a home run in 20 consecutive games, which sets a new franchise record, which yeah. is the only positive thing because I want to win baseball games, but something kind of interesting. Yep. So so game two, Savali versus Gant, which is another dumb name. Um, prior to this, Indians perspective uh, tweeted out, we always like them, that uh, some transactions. They optioned J.C. Mejia uh, back down to Columbus from Cleveland, and we brought Ernie Clement back up off the IL. Let's go from from AAA back up. So let's go, little little Ernie's back up. Um, I will say, and I don't want to get too off track on this. Is and I saw some well, tweets no, from Ernie people Clement, like Ernie Clement got optioned to Columbus from Cleveland. 
I think they did this to make room for Aaron Savali coming off of the, the IL. Oh, yeah, I read that wrong. I'm sorry. Thanks for picking that up. You're right. Um, Which I, I think so, he's going down there to just get some, like, rehab starts in to kind of get Yeah, because he was at up. double A anyway. That's all that. Because I was going to say, yeah, because he had a double A start earlier in that week, yeah. too. So Or, like, over the weekend. So that's all it is. So IL to triple A for Ernie, but from Cleveland to triple A, demotion for J.C. Mejia. Mm-hmm. I'll be very quick about this. I saw, like, Indians' perspective and some of the other Indians – um, you know, just related Twitter accounts that we interact with at 216 Baseball Pod. And people were complaining about this and they're right. Like Alex Young, we brought him up and I don't think we use JC Mejia like at all. We know he's a weapon out of the pen. If you're using Henches, why the fuck are we using Alex Young? We know JC Mejia can do it out of the pen. You brought him up and let him, let Alex Young burn trash ass innings when JC Mejia is also part of like, he can be here next year. Figure out what you got. You know what I mean? Like, Alex Young has shown you nothing. Yeah. J.C. Mejia, before he was forced to start, and he made a couple good starts there, but he's just not a starter, obviously. Um, just very frustrating. But anyway, that's neither here nor I there. Think this just, I think that breaks down to DeMarlo Hale. I just think that, obviously, this dude's not a major league manager, right? He's – we need Tito back. Yeah, we, we need do. need Tito back bad. I agree. Um yeah, get well, King. So Indians come in to game uh, two looking to get back in the win column against a team that lives rent-free in our heads, um, as well as on the field. Half of the Twins' 15 wins this year come from us. That's a dramatic, salty comment. But uh, they send Big Daddy Savali to the mound for the first start in over two months to show the youngsters how it's done. He dominates because what else? Uh, but it's not enough because the offense gets shut out and we drop game two. Quick line, Minnesota three on seven hits and no errors. Cleveland, no runs on seven hits and no errors. Scoring highlights are going to be quick. Top of the fifth, Andrelton Simmons, RBI single, breaks the scoreless tie after four innings of nothing. So 1-0 lead. Top of the seventh, Brent Rooker, dumb name, solo shot, who, his seventh who of the year. gives birth to a child and goes, Brent? This guy's name Brent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, carried this motherfucker around for nine months. Uh, Brent. A Brent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. So uh, that's his seventh of the year. Indians lead two nothing now, or I'm sorry, the Twins lead two nothing now. Top of the ninth, Luisa Rise RBI Fucking triple. <laughs> I know, Luisa Rise RBI triple puts the Twins on top three nothing. That's how it stays um, because the Indians brought their poop pull noodles to the park on Tuesday night yep. and get shut out. So, yeah. And the only, the only game highlight in this one was that Owen Miller made a very good defensive play, like over the shoulder catch running towards like shallow center. Um, mm-hmm. They had like a, I feel like they had like a weird shift on cause he was playing second base and he was on the left side of the bag, but uh, or right side of the bag, depending on how you're looking. He was, he was over on the shortstop side and made a great over the shoulder catch. Um, but other than that, yeah, it was just a very poor offensive showing in this one. Not, obviously, nothing happened. Not it. Yep. So, pitching uh, Savali, four and two-thirds of one-run ball on three hits, one walk, and six strikeouts. He took the L. Uh, but this dude's a stud. He was cruising yeah. through those four and two-thirds. I mean, just dominating. I mean, he only pitched uh, – he only made 78 pitches – 
And before he gave up, I, I feel like he barely did anything until maybe that RBI single. I feel like he gave up two of the hits, obviously, yeah. and when he gave up that one run. But, I mean, before that, I swear he was at, like, 45 pitches forever. He was just cooking. And um, I, I think that since this was his first start back, they just had him on a very short. Yeah, like probably there. 75. Yeah, 75 yeah. pitch limit or whatever. Um, and it is just so nice to see one of our studs out there and remember what our rotation is supposed to be. Because, yep. like, he is he's built different. So great to see him pick it right back up and just drop it off. Uh, bullpen is asked to give you four and a third, and they do the, uh, that, giving up two runs, uh, two runs on four hits three walks and four strikeouts. So not terrible. Um, not the sharpest, but I mean, four and a third of two run ball. You can't really get too mad about that. Um, Stefan gives you an inning and a third of scoreless two walk, two strikeout ball to get you to the seventh after he comes in for uh, Savali. And uh, Alex Young gets two outs in the seventh, but not before he gives up a run on two hits. What else is new? Uh, Shaw then gives you four outs of scoreless one-hit ball. He finishes off the seventh and then gets all the way through the eighth. And then Parker comes out for the ninth. He gives up a run on one hit and a walk. Um, and that does that. But again, you have to score runs to win games, so it doesn't really matter what else happened. But pitching was not the problem in this one. Talk to me about nope. the offense. Uh, so in this one, we go 13 strikeouts with five walks, which... Five walks is pretty good, but you struck out 13 times. 13. Gross. Um, and we left 17 runners on base. One, seven. 17 we runners. We can't have anything nice. Yep. Not a single thing. Um, seven hits in this one. One was And only one extra base hit. So just a lot of singles. Um, we went 0 for 3 with runners in scoring position. Ash cheeks. Um, Fran Mill, Harold, Bradley Zimmer, and Yu Chang all go 0 for combining for 0 for 13. And with your four through seven, you can't have that. Not good at all. Yep. Um and, kind of need in, the past, in the past couple games, Yu Chang kind of fell fell down from earth or fell down from the sky back to earth. Um to to kind of where we expected Yu Chang to be. To not be Barry Bonds. Yeah. Um, Miles Straw goes two for five. Um, but, yeah. If you leave 17 runners on base, you're going to lose. True. So, the offense lost this one. The pitching, for the most part, did their job. They they left a, a team to three runs. And all yep. you had to do is score four. Yep. Score four more and win four tires or whatever. So, in the words of Hammy. Yep. So, Joe Noga, who is the guy that looks like a science teacher, um, his ad is Joe Noga CLE on Twitter. Uh, Ours is 216 Baseball Pod, in case anybody was wondering. Uh, He tweeted out after this that with Jose Ramirez's stolen base in the first inning, the Indians' third baseman now has 21 steals on the season, 11 consecutive successful steal attempts and he has not been caught stealing since july 27th in a four to two loss against st louis that's real good he's yeah. been kicking them he has been cooking i mean that's only what 45 days ago not even and he's got 11 and stolen bases his, he has been kicking it his last getting gear. caught stealing was against yadier molina 
True. Let's be honest. Like Yadier Molina throws most people out. True. And uh, as a team, though, the Indians, because we've been running a lot lately with Straw and Loki Jimenez. Great. I, I think he's still ten for ten or eleven for eleven on the year. Like he's un. Like he hasn't been caught yet. Like we. I love the speed on the base pass. Yeah. We have 29 straight successful steals, which is the longest in club history since 1920. So that kind of slaps. Uh, but game three, Tristan McKenzie, T-Mac versus Ryan. Um, because, you know, it's good to have a first name for a last name. Uh, Indians come in having fulfilled the prophecy that we all are secretly thinking that no matter what, the Twins will find a way to beat us. Um, the We've now dropped back-to-back games against the division rival, uh, but we send Big Daddy T-Mac to the bump to try to stop the bleeding on Wednesday night. Um, T-Mac dazzles yet again, but the offense put the wrong ballpark into their Apple Maps on the way to the stadium, um, and we dropped game three as a result because they forgot to show up. That's what the joke was, Paul. You looked a little lost. No, I get it. I get oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so quick line. And everybody listen along real closely. Minnesota, three runs, six hits, one error. Cleveland, no runs, one hit, one error. At least it wasn't no hits. True. But somehow it's almost worse (laughs) Um, because no walks. Spoiler. Scoring highlights. Top of the fifth, Nick Gordon. RBI double. Breaks the scoreless tie. Twins take a 1-0 lead. Top of the seventh, Miguel Sano. Solo shot. His 25th of the year. Twins now lead it 2-0. Top of the 8th, Byron Bru- excuse me, Byron Buxton. RBI ground out. Extends the Twins lead 3-0. That's all she wrote on this one. We get one hit by some guy you've never he- heard of who looks like he exclusively wears musty flannel jackets and every day. I will say, right, in this musty flannel jacket wearing ass looking dude, right, he has only given – he's the – after what he goes, I think six innings in this one, uh, something like that. Yeah, this is only his second start, his, his second appearance up here. And he in 11 innings, right? I think he goes five in the in his first start and then six in this one. He's mm-hmm. only given up, I think, uh, he's only given up a run in one inning, so it's not like. He's done this before. Yeah. Now, if he can keep doing it, that's going to be bum. the question. Yeah. He's still a bum. And he looks like uh, great value Justin Bieber, like rugged Justin Bieber. <laughs> if you go look at his thing, like when he looks like real scruffy Justin Bieber, it's not a compliment. Like when Justin <laughs> Bieber tries to be a homeless person. Um, but anyway, that's that's that. So... Um, <sighs> I just hate it here. Talk to me about the game highlights, which is basically us sucking ass. (laughs) Uh, In the top of the second, Tristan McKenzie makes back-to-back very good defensive plays. True. Do it yourself. Yeah, the first one, he he feels a ground ball, like, up the the first baseline uh, a little bit and just beats the guy to the bag uh, for the force out. And then uh, the very next play... Well, there was a runner on second on that play, so the runner on second advances to third. The very next play, he catches a comebacker straight to him and goes to look uh, Josh Donaldson down, like to work him down back to third. And Josh Donaldson like freezes, like, uh, fuck, what's baseball? 
True. And um, poops his pants a little bit. Breaks for home, and Tristan McKenzie just runs him down and tags him out because Josh Donaldson's a piece of shit and old. So, <laughs> yeah. I don't like Josh Donaldson at all. Uh, okay. That's fair. I just watched a video on him. As I think we were talking about the group chat. He's just a very intense guy, but yeah. I, he's not my favorite. I'm not going to defend him or yeah. anything. He's he, you can be super intense without being an absolute. Yeah, he's just a douchebag all, all the time. Yeah, he is all the time. Um, he With thinks a he, broken hamstring and every single and, everything and ever. Yeah, like a fucking calf that's never healed. Like get the fuck out. Remember of here. when he was on the Indians for like two months but did nothing? Yeah, he was injured the whole time. But it's just the Indians really picked up Josh Donaldson mid season. Yeah, and. He's just he thinks he's the greatest third baseman of all time and he's very yeah. mediocre. The dude can hit, but like sometimes. Eh, I don't know about mediocre, but I get you. He is not he does When act was the like last time Josh Nolan Donaldson Arizona. was good? Um 20, 2019. He had a pretty good season. But I mean the the true days were like 20 what, 16, 2017 yeah, prime after Josh he, Donaldson. Yeah, after he got back from rehab for being a drug addict. Oh, well, we can't hate on people for that. I didn't know he was a drug addict. Yeah. Are you sure that's a thing? He definitely... I I don't know if it was drugs. I'm not going to say this. He definitely had to go to rehab for something. I remember that. When he played for Texas. Gotcha. I did not know that. Yeah. I think it was because he he was abusive or something. Yeah. I thought he played for the... I thought he came from Oakland. He went from Oakland to the... Are you sure you're not mixing players? He went from Oakland to the Blue Jays to us midseason to the Braves to the Twins. I, I would be willing to put money on Josh Donaldson played for the Rangers. Well, I'm too cheap to put money on it, but if I I would put 20 bucks on this, but I'm going to check it out in real time, and I would take your $20, but I'm not going to. Maybe, unless I'm really missing something. I should have taken the fucking bet. He's never played for. He's never played for. Who am I thinking of then? Dog, I don't know. I'm I'm lost. Oakland, Toronto, Cleveland, Atlanta, Minnesota. I had it in order because I'm built different. I'm looking at Baseball Reference. Anyway, oh, I forget who I'm thinking of. It was another white third baseman with a weird mullet haircut. Shit. Um. But yeah, Josh Allison's overrated in my opinion. Uh, but then um, in the top of the third, Bradley Zimmer makes a great catch in center field. Like coming in, uh, makes like a sliding catch to uh, getting out. And then in the top of the fourth, Daniel Johnson makes a smooth-ass catch in right field. Like over his shoulder. Yeah, he, he deeks him a little bit, doesn't yeah. he? He kind of like catches it in the pocket like a yeah. football, like wide receiver, wide yep. open, and then he turns. And then he, he turns like, and throws him. Throws, yeah. uh, gets. I want to say it was Sano, maybe? No, I think it was Polanco. It was. It might have been it was Polanco. Polanco. I can picture and, it. Yeah, and then doubles him up because he breaks for third, not thinking Daniel Johnson was going to catch it. Yeah, because he smoked that yeah. ball. And he deked him a little bit. Yep. But. Uh, so pitching wise, McKenzie, uh, six innings, one run, three hits, one walk, seven strikeouts, and takes an L. I'd be so pissed if I'm him. 
He dazzles yet again, and we're seeing the T-Mac that we basically knew was in there all along, and he's just doing it again and again and again because he's not a fluke. We knew he never was, but for a minute there, it got a little scary, and he just had to get some shit worked out mentally. But now that he's locked in and confident, oh, baby, man, this dude can pitch. I was thinking of Josh Hamilton, not Josh Donaldson. Donaldson. Okay, gotcha. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, Josh Hamilton. Yeah, no, that he did, of course, play for the Rangers. Yeah. Um, but Tristan McKenzie just absolutely dominates, like, like I said, the confidence, trust in his stuff, and it just pays off. And then the bullpen comes in for three innings, um, and gives up two runs on three hits, a walk and two strikeouts. Uh, Wickren comes out for the seventh, gives up a solo shot cause he's ass. Um, uh, I've just decided that like, this is now we're into the last couple weeks of baseball. Wickren just kind of sucks ass this year, like 480 RA seems like. 60% of the time, he's given up at least one run. Yeah, he's got a really he, weird goatee that I don't like anyway. Yeah, and some interesting-looking teeth, which whatever, you know, but I don't know. You're making a lot of money to teach their own. Now we're just getting personal and kind of being dickheads. Um, but every time I see it, I'm just like... Ah. Yeah, I, I was saying this at work today. But I've been feeling real ornery lately, so like, I guess that's on par for me lately. You say ornery? Yeah, ornery. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. It's all just in fun, just so nobody thinks we're absolute assholes. But yeah, his anyway. He kind of just looks like if I told if I showed you a picture and said he smokes four packs a day and is the definition of white trash. Yeah, and then you look at him the next like, time he's on the mound. He is like an a standard fifty five year old hangs out in a bar all the time. Cleveland Browns fan, like that's Nick Wickren. Yeah. He definitely small smokes like Paul Malls, like nothing even yeah, like that. Just like musty smell with that old puffy nineteen eighties Browns jacket. And yep. he's like, "This is the year." Like that's that's what he looks like. One hundred percent. So Brian Shaw comes out for the eighth. He gives up a run on two hits because Brian Shaw. And then Garza pitches a scoreless ninth, walks one, and strikes out one. Doesn't matter though. Um, I mean, all in nine innings of six hit, two walk, three run ball. Nine strikeouts, however you add it up, you can't that's not gonna lose you the game. The offense does. Yep. Um talk to me about it because yeah, we suck. Uh, ass. We struck out seven times and didn't walk at all in this one. Uh, we only we only left two runners on base, but it's because we only had two runners on base, period. <laughs> period. So um yeah, one hit. Uh we went over for two with runners in scoring position. Just uh, at this point, the offense has gone 23 innings without scoring a run. Yep. 23. Like, no walks. I feel like that makes it almost worse because, like, you could be no hit but walk a couple times. To somehow this is worse. One, You literally got one hit, no walk. Yeah. Like, he that almost threw a perfect actually, game. Yeah. Like, that actually happened. At least the no hits are painful, but we walked a couple times in those. Like, one hit. That's it. God, I'm done talking about this game. We So we've now spoiled, what, one, two, I'll count Quantrill's, four and two-thirds because he's on a pitch limit, but he was cooking. Allen had a bad start in, in game one. But two in a row now where you get dominant starts and then are just like, fuck me. Yeah. Like, so game four, let's try this again. Quantrill versus Albers. Indians come into Thursday night's game last night, hoping to score one run and we'll be happy. Like, doesn't really matter what happened. Let's just score one run and get out of town. 
We've dropped three in a row to the Twins. We've lost five of our last six games. Not positive. But we send Big Daddy Dick Quantrill to the bump to try and salvage the series, avoid the four-game sweep, and he delivers yet again with an absolute gem, topping all the pitchers thus far that we've talked about in the six six games. This is the best individual pitching performance. And we snap the losing streak at three. Quick line, Cleveland four runs on nine hits, no errors. Minnesota one run on four hits, no errors. Scoring highlights, top of the second, Miguel Sano solo shot. That's his 26th of the year. Twins take an early 1-0 lead. In real time, it was like, it's happening again. Okay, cool. <laughs> but bottom of the third, Franmil Reyes two-run bomb. His 28th of the year. Indians score runs finally, taking a 2-1 lead. And we've snapped the, the scoreless streak at 26 innings. I believe it got up to, right? 26? 25 right 23 and then in the third you score so 20 oh yeah that's true so 25 25 innings i think we went god ah what a time to be alive bottom of the fourth oscar mercado solo shot that's his fourth of the year uh tribe extends their lead three to one so it might just happen bottom of the seventh jose ramirez solo shot that's his 33rd of the year Indians now lead it four to one, and that's how it stays because we score more runs than the other team. <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> and we avoid a four-game sweep and get back to five hundred with a sixty-nine and sixty-nine record. Nice, nice. Um, it was talking about all the game It was their plan all along. It was the, the plan all along. Yeah. It's, this time it was about the destination, not the friends and journey along the way. Yep, sixty-nine get, and get sixty-nine, 69 baby. 69. We made it. We did it. True. Look at All right, talk to me about this game highlight because this is yeah pretty spicy. So in the top of the seventh, right, Cal Quantrill, Miguel Sano. After Miguel Sano hit a home run in the first inning or second inning, sorry. I don't know what they were getting into it about. Yeah, I still can't figure I it can't, out. Like I've I've watched I've watched the replay of it four times to try to pick something up. No yeah. fucking clue. But Miguel Sano's like taking his sweet time to get in the box. And I think Cal Quantrill, this is my guess, right? And this is from me just watching replays. So Miguel Sano was like taking his sweet ass time and Cal Quantrill's like, come on, man, get in the fucking box. Like I'm, I'm trying to work here. And he's just taking a sweet ass time, like digging in and like, and then apparently like talking shit back and forth, whatever. And Austin Hedges is like sitting there, like in his ear, like get in the fucking box, dude. Just get in the box. Get in the box, dude. Just get in the box. Come on, dude. Just get in the box. I know. And yeah, he does. <laughs> he just keeps staring at him. Get in the box. Yeah. And um, still have no clue why they are going back and forth at each other. But um, Kyle Quantrill ends up getting Miguel Sano to ground out to Jose. Um, but the whole time Miguel Sano's running down the baseline, Cal Quantrill's chirping at him, just staring him down. Yep, throwing his hands up. Yep. He, he wanted – someone on Twitter said an absolute fridge of a man about Sano. And yeah. that's honestly the funniest Miguel shit I've Sano ever heard. is the only person I would compare to Fran Mel Reyes. And honestly, Sano is a big – you're talking like – King Kong and fucking Godzilla fighting. Like, there's no right answer. These are two of the largest men in baseball. Yep. And if I'm being objective, I think Miguel Sano's, like, a little bigger and 
built a little different than yeah. Fran Meal. That dude is Cal Quantrill would have gotten eaten. There would be yeah. no Cal Quantrill. <laughs> Yeah, you would have been a snack. <laughs> we would have, cl- yeah. Eli Morgan suddenly the number five starter next year because Cal Quantrill got eaten alive by yep. Miguel Sano. Miguel Sano is he? This dude doesn't wear a batting glove on his right hand; just tapes his fingers. Don't know what that means. Don't know what we can attribute that to, but he does. Yeah, like, but he does, <laughs> and I'm not going to ask him. Yep. Yeah, he chirped at him, and uh, he threw up his hands and was talking shit. And Quantrill won this because he got him to line out to third, so he won. But yeah, Hedges the whole time just like, get in the, get in the box. Get in the box. He's just like yelling at him, and that's my king right there. We stand. <laughs> we stand. He would have fought him. Like he, someone like screenshotted his eyes and was like, that's that crazy ass, like, I'll fight anybody energy, and I'm, I want that from my catcher. Like, <laughs> He would have eaten Austin Hedges alive too. But someone on Twitter in the in the comments uh, of the video Hedges did say, "Looks like he fights dirty." Oh yeah, but hey, against to know you got to do whatever you can do. He's you like he's like punching dicks. Austin Hedges is yeah, definitely they, punching dicks. <laughs> big old dick puncher, <laughs> huge dick puncher. But here's the thing, right? Someone in the comments said, "Yeah, I'd talk shit too if I knew Fran Mill was in my." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and Franville yeah. ever since the fucking Chicago White Sox series has been looking for a reason to fuck somebody up. True, it'd be like literally two T Rexes just like meeting and like standing the, up. Have you ever seen drafts fight where they yeah, fight with their throwing their necks at each other? <laughs> Miguel Sano is six four two seventy two, fucking thick, and uh, Franville is. Six five two sixty five. Yeah, those are some. Big and then boys. you fuck it, throw Daniel Vogelbach in there too. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> God, he is stupid thick. Daniel Vogelbach is my king. Daniel I know. Vogelbach. He is, is the definition of a short, thick king. Yeah, he's like 5'11", 287 pounds. <laughs> like <laughs> he looks like someone forgot to like turn the slider up on a creative character <laughs> yeah. with the height. They're like, let me set his weight. Is smooth with it. Like got some moves. I'm looking at his stats. He is six foot two seventy. <laughs> <laughs> I was fucking close. Yeah, you were. But the way he wears it is like the fucking Michelin man. Yeah. He is a thick. I remember thick turtle he was looking trying king. to go first to third or first to home on like a triple. Yeah, he blew out his knees. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a bit funny, but just like, like watching the way it, happen. it happened and like they didn't throw him out, and so he's just like hobbling to like home plate. Yep. Oh, man. Daniel Vogelbach. I love him. So, so Cal Quantrill, we talked about he dropped it off. Seven and two-thirds innings of one run, four hit, two walk, five strikeout ball for that dub. Dropped it on the table for everybody to see. He rises to the occasion, and he doesn't let the lights get too bright on him. No, this isn't a particularly meaningful game, but you're trying to like be the you know the streak breaker, the, the, you know, the, the three-game losing skid. He rises to it. And just drops it off. Yep. And like, he's not penciled into the rotation next year. He's in Sharpie. It's like Bieber, Savali, Plesak, Quantrill, and obviously McKenzie, period. Like, dude has a 3.04 ERA, 3.04. The dude is a guy. Yep. 
Like, this is what he was supposed to be when he was sent over. We talked about, like, this guy projects to be a third, fourth starter. Then you put a little, you sprinkle a little bit of that fucking Cleveland pitching factory magic on it, and mm, how's the number two spot look? (laughs) So, just what a guy. So, because he drops it off, bullpen only needs to give you an inning and a third, and they come in and give you an inning and a third of perfect baseball. I am going to say this, right? And this, I think this is, we're going to have to trade one of one or two of these starting pitchers to get some left-handed well, the, arms. Yeah, it go go get you know who I would love. It's never going to happen. So it's like I mean we could but we won't. John Means, yeah, who's a stud for the Orioles and a lefty. Oh, yeah. Like you we you need, do that and get a corner batter too. We need a left-handed Holy pitcher shit. real bad. And he says he's an ace yeah. when he's on. You go get two corner outfielders and John Means. And again, this isn't going to happen. I, we could, just to be clear. Like, if we wanted to go for it, we could. Honestly, what's up, White Sox? Like, let's let's go for that division next year. Yeah. You, two corner outfielders, an impact reliever. Like, the guy. You know, like, seventh or eighth inning, you give him the fucking ball, and it's over, right? You get two corner outfielders, that. And you go get John Means, which, again, I just said four key people. So it's not to say nothing. That's a lot. Yeah. But our payroll's $40 million, so eat my nuts, right? I you wouldn't even say this. two corner outfielders. You just need one. Yeah, one one really good one. John Means in an eighth-inning guy that you can yeah. lock it down. Like, I, like I've said before, a fucking like an Andrew Miller, team. 2016 Andrew Miller. Like, John Mean, I mean, at that point, our rotation is literally unfair. Like, we, here's the thing. We don't need to go get John Means because we don't need him. Like, we just don't. No, no, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, your perfect scenario, you find a one-for-one trade where you get rid of, like, one of these young right-handers. Yep. Like, maybe Eli Morgan for a young left-handed pitcher. Like, yep. We, the thing is, is we have no left-handed pitching. I think Battenfield that we got in that White Sox trade might be, but he's only a double A. So just, you know, that you can't count on that, obviously. That's still a ways away. Who knows if he ever happens. But again, let's see what Logan Al can do. But I just want to be very clear. I've never bought in yet. And it doesn't mean he could still turn it around, but I just, I don't see it. Mm -hmm. And who knows? We'll see. And I hope it does. But yeah, I'm banking on, I mean, literally, Savali, Bieber, Plesak, Quantrill, and uh, McKenzie. That is one hell of a rotation. Yeah. And can I interest you in a little Eli Morgan for a six starter? And if Logan Allen can figure it out? So, woo. Woo, woo, woo. I don't know what that noise was, but I'm just tight. <laughs> so Parker gets the final out in the eighth. Um, and uh, just perfect. And Class A, perfect ninth. Because what else is new? Gets his 22nd save of the year. Um, and, and we're starting that scoreless streak all over again, baby. Yes, we are. I'm rolling. I'm going to hit this offense. Go for it, man. I'm feeling it. All right. Six strikeouts to six walks is honestly incredible, both the number of walks and limiting strikeouts. So we were locked in. 18 left on base, though. That's ass and a half. Um, Nine hits. Five were for extra bases. Four were for home runs. That's how you score runs. So we just teed off. Um, But even without four of them being home runs, I mean, five of your nine, that's – that's good. Extra base hits. That's that's hitting the ball hard. But once again, one for nine with runners in scoring position, which is hot dog crap. Um, but while we couldn't get a hit to save our life in the clutch, you know, the extra base hits, 
is how you score runs. Um, and every starter besides Ahmed and Hedges uh, had a hit. Long ball wins, like I said. Uh, Fran Mill two-run, Oscar solo, and Jose solo. Um, and that's literally all four of our runs. Yeah. And then some great pitching. And that's how you win a ball game. You score more runs than the other team. So we'll we'll take it. But we got a lot to go through on the who's hot and who's not. I spent a solid probably hour tidying this up, and and we got a lot. So yeah. give it to me, King. Uh, so Cal Quantrill staying on. We're lowering him down from a 9-5 to a 9. Excuse me. Uh, in the Red Sox series, he goes six innings, uh, five earned run, seven hit, two walks, six strikeouts for the loss, um, which is not as good we as talked he about has it. been. Yeah. Yeah, we um, talked about a little bit. In the Minnesota rough. series, he goes uh, seven and two thirds of one earned run, four hit, two walk, five strikeout ball for the win. And I think I saw something where, like, his the past six starts, he's gone six innings or more. Uh, I typed it in here. In his last seven starts, he's gone, like, statistically, I think 6.5. Innings, but he's right in between six and a yeah. third and six and two thirds with the way baseball obviously yeah. works. So he's averaging in his last seven starts right in between six and a third and six and two third per start. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, I think Good. it's the past seven starts he's at least gone six innings. Yeah, no, I'm yeah, saying yeah. it as a matter of fact because yep. I'm looking. Yeah, I, I typed it out. Um, um, so he's just he's been balling lately. The, yeah, his last three starts, 305 ERA, 111 whip. But his last seven, he's three and one, 45 and two third innings pitched in seven starts. So again, that average of just in between six and a third and six and two thirds. 236 ERA, 1.01 whip, and 45 strike. Yeah. He's pretty good at baseball. Yeah, he's he's so the Red Sox and Twins ones kind of cancel themselves out, but we'll bring him down slightly. But just want you to know he is dominating. Yeah. Um, and then Yu Chang's gonna stay on. We're lowering him from a nine point five to an eight. I feel like he didn't really play too much. Um, in the Red Sox, yeah, I mean, he, in the in the Red Sox, he only series, played three games out of these seven, seven. Yeah, um, in the Red Sox series, he only played one game. He went zero for three uh, with two strikeouts. Um, and then in the Twins series, he goes two for seven with. Four strikeouts and a walk. Um, Not good. And yeah, just. But the thing is, is like, if you're not playing every day, you're going to cool off. Yeah. That's just baseball. And, and I want to make it clear that, like, he's down to an eight. It's just tough to play that way and stay hot. So there will be a quick hook on him because while he's been hot for some time, the crazy stats to get him on and not being an everyday player. Yep are why he got on. So there's a quick hook to him. So Uh if he doesn't start popping off, he's going to be off. But the only reason he's on still is one, because he was playing Barry Bonds level baseball. And yeah, he went two for 10 with six strikeouts and one walk. But his last seven games trailing, he still has over a one dot OPS. Yep, That's how dominant he was. So he's on for now, but if he has any kind of just mess, then we're going to pull him off. We we got a lot of people on this list and, and just, it was fun while it lasted, and, you know, that's that. <laughs> this one's per your request. Yep. And then uh, Emmanuel Classe is staying on. He's going up to a 9.6, baby. Cause, you have to slowly turn in that dial. Because, holy fucking shit. Uh, the Red Sox series, he has a save. 
gives you one and a third of one hit, no earned run ball. And in the twin series, he gives you a save uh, of one inning, no hit, no earned run ball. Just, I love that four out save. Yeah. I love that. Just absolute utter domination. Yep. No one's other than that one run he gave up Ricky against the Bobby. Royals. I wake up in the morning. I piss excellent. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm be no honest. I'm the stuff. best there is. Yeah, I'm the best there is. Plain and simple. <laughs> so he gets tuned from a nine five to a nine six. Yep, just slowly creeping up there. He's going to be back to a ten. Ooh, okay. Well, he was never there. Well, so in, we in, we did say that like in he, in timing he, he would have been. He reached a ten at some point. Yeah, but we have yet to see somebody. Yeah, he could do it. He keeps it up. Um, we're putting Miles Straw on. He's at an eight point two five. In the this is a little sneaky one. He is he a little is sneaky. sneaky one. I saw this stats and I'm like, okay, yeah. Uh, he is. Well, I'm gonna do this. He is one for seven uh, in the Red Sox series with two runs, uh, one RBI, two walks, uh, three strikeouts, and one stolen base because he's so fast. Yeah, he's so fast. And then so not a great series, but yeah. And then in the twin series, he goes six for twelve with a run, no RBIs, three walks, three strikeouts, and a stolen base. Six for twelve. Yep. And he was on base nine of fifteen. And then if you look at the walks. Yeah. And the last seven good. games, he's batting three forty six with a five hundred OBP, a three forty eight. Uh, slugging and a 848 OPS from your leadoff hitter. Kind of really so, yeah, good. He's, swing, he's swinging that pull noodle, but your your leadoff hitter has a 500 on base. First of all, holy shit, is batting 348. Yeah, his slugging is 348 because he's just swinging a pull noodle. But you're he's doing his 500 job. on 500 on base, and he still has an 848 OPS. So like. What else, whatever, like you're not going to hear me complain. So he had a not a good Red Sox series, but then just torched what? the Twins series. If, if you're if you're Miles Straw, right? I'm trying to hit singles. Yep. You have Ahmed. He had a 300. Yeah. You have Ahmed, who's one of the hottest hitters in baseball right now. Jose, who's always dangerous, and Franmil. Yeah. Who can just fucking Ahmed? Yeah. That's what yeah, I said. Yeah, Franmil, who can just do it. That's why I said Ahmed, who's one of the hottest hitters in baseball right no, now. No, I said was. Oh, Wait till yeah. we get to him. Yeah, yeah. But I, in in theory, that he Miles Straw doing his job, yep. not to discount it. Like that's even in the one for seven against the Red Sox, he still technically with the walks had a three hundred OBP. Not great, but he's still serviceable. But yeah, yeah five hundred OBP. So he's on at an eight two five. So he went seven for nineteen in the past two series. I'll take that ten times out of ten. Yep. Seven for nineteen with five walks, so twelve for twenty-four. So yeah, five hundred obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Just damn. Um, Jose's on. He's at an eight point seven five. Uh, the Red Sox series. He goes four for eight with two runs, two RBIs, a home run, two walks, one strikeout, and a stolen base. Oh, he's so good. And then he's just so like consistent. Yep. And when he's on uh, in the twin series, he goes three for 12 with two runs, uh, an RBI, a home run, three, three walks, a strikeout and a stolen base, which is just great. eat it up. Eat it yeah, just, up. He just cranks out stats. And then uh, for the last seven games, batting 304 with a 429 OBP, a 609 slugging and a 1.038 OPS. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Elite. 
elite. Yeah. <laughs> His OPS right now on the whole year, I think is eight nine nine. Like, come on, King. Like, Give me that nine. Come on. Get, Give get me that over nine. nine. Yeah. Uh, and then uh Franmil Reyes. This is the tale of two two cities slightly. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off. You want to just go ahead and you want to say it then? No, you can. I just like it's just it's just like in, funny. In, in Boston, he goes six for ten with three <laughs> runs, five RBIs, two home runs, a walk, and two strikeouts. Paul, is that good? Fucking I said Poppy. Is he, can he play? Yeah, can he play? I said, can he play? <laughs> in the twin series, he goes two for thirteen with two runs, four RBIs, two home runs, two walks, and five strikeouts. Which look isn't great, right? Two yeah, for thirteen. That's where it's like not good with five strikeouts. <laughs> but both his hits were home runs. <laughs> yeah, but He's eight for twenty-three with five runs, nine RBIs, four home runs, three walks, and seven strikeouts. So, yeah, the Twins he really fell off, but when he hits it, the boy hits the yeah. ball. In the last seven games, he's batting three forty-eight with a four twenty-three OVP, a nine thirteen slugging, a one point three three six OPS, a point nine one three slugging. Slugging again. We're <laughs> Jose's OPS right now is just barely, barely, you know, is just barely over that. His slugging. That's what happens when you do hit the ball, and all it does is go out of the ballpark. Four I mean, he had four, and four home runs, and then he had what one or two doubles. Yeah, two doubles. So yeah, I mean, yeah. that's why his slugging is just nuts. So something to watch is. Overall, just in the twin series, right? Two for 13, five strikeouts. But when you look at the whole picture, so his ups are up and his downs are down, but just keep hitting the ball. We talked about this. Was it last episode or it might have been like in the group chat or like we were texting about it. Imagine what this dude's numbers would be if he didn't miss a month and a half. I told you, I was screaming from the rooftops. You gave me credit. Like he's a 40 homer plus guy. He's built different. He's just got to smooth it out a little bit at times with the highs and lows, but he's still young as hell. Yeah, you know he's gonna he's gonna get there. The dude's upside is just ungodly. Mm-hmm. God. And then I got Ahmed though because I'm a little I was surprised by yeah. this, so we're taking him off. So Framil's a nine because I wanted to go a little lower, and I'm like, you just can't not like with, with a, a one not, three, not with a nine not with a one three. I know I was like <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so Ahmed's off because. Low-key, sucking ass. Uh, Red Sox, three for 14, two runs, one RBI, no walks, five strikeouts. Three for 14, five strikeouts. Not good. Twin series, three for 13, no runs, no RBIs, no walks, four strikeouts. Not good. His last seven games, 222 average, 222 on base because he hasn't walked. 222 slugging because he's only hit singles for a 444 OPS. So it's just 222, 222, 222, 444. He's swinging that fucking pool noodle right now. Yeah, he's not and, walking. Uh, he's still a liability on fucking defense. Yeah, he's not walking. No extra base hits right now. Just like, ugh. Yeah. I mean, he never really walks a ton, but he's usually slapping the ball around. But right, and he usually will get some extra base hits. But right now, it's like, Nothing's working. And I mean, nine strikeouts and 27, I mean, 33% strikeout rate. <laughs> so that's what it is. 
Um, so just to recap the who's not or who's hot, sorry. Quantrill's still on, but lowered to a nine. Yu Chang's staying on, but he's kind of fickle. That's just the name of the game. He's at an eight. Classe stays on, tuned him up to a nine six. Straw on at eight two five. Jose on at eight seven five. Fran Meal on at nine. Ahmed is off. So a lot of big names on there that we need to work. Yeah. So but who's not? Let's do it. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, we put Austin Hedges on as much as we love him because um, of just who he is. This is on this team. Offensively, he's been kind of dog shit. The Red Sox series, he goes two for nine with a run, two RBIs, a home run, no walks, and a strikeout. Which love to see the only the one strikeout. Uh, so in two for nine from your catcher with a two run bomb is is what it is. Yeah. But man. And then the twin series, he goes 0 for 9 with no runs, no RBIs, one walk, and three strikeouts. So, this is what does it, great. though. In the last, last seven, seven games, games man. He's, one, he's batting 115, the 179 uh, OBP, a 269 slugging for a 448 OPS. So, his last seven games are still better than Ahmed Rosario's for like OPS wise. But is it? Oh, just barely, yeah, because yeah, of the home run. <laughs> yep. But man, a 179 OBP. Yep. That is real. When I saw that, I mean, we know he's not an offensive guy. We know that all year. Yeah. Like, you know, we've, we've even kept him Hammy off made, here for the most. Even Hammy made fun of him. Like, we know Austin Hedges can't run. Like, <laughs> Yeah, but like, dog, you cannot. If you're going to do the like sub 200 uh, batting average for catcher, which you know how I feel, we've spent hours talking about it and talking in circles but you have to be a 300 plus OBP. you have to be you you cannot be that what are his unproductive. Not, not not saying that this is going to take him off because obviously the who's hot who's not it's like what for you done what have you done for me lately what are his, what's his obp for the year yeah i'm gonna look at that right now yeah. while you talk about so he's a 1.5 yeah. but let me get hedges um, and then um, we're also putting Oscar Mercado on at a 2.5. Uh, the Red Sox series, he goes 0 for 3 uh, with no runs, no RBIs, no walks, and a strikeout. The Twin Series, he goes 2 for 7 with a run, an RBI, that home run, which was the solo shot, uh, a walk, and a strikeout. In the last seven games, he's batting 133 with a 188 uh, OBP, a 400 slugging, and a 588 OPS. And prior... Uh, to the the last two games against from the Twins, he was 0 for 11. Yeah, that home run saved him in the slugging and OPS yep. category, even though those are still not good. 133, 188. Uh, so he's got a 223 OBP on the year. That's atrocious. Yeah. What's his I didn't realize. 347. I thought it was going to be higher. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. 298. 298. I thought it was going to be way higher than that. 521. That's what I'm saying. Like, this, at least Robo puts up like a 300 OBP, I feel like. I, I mean, I love Hedges as a person, but I guess I just let him cruise because there's just other stuff to pay attention to. And I just kind of wrote him off of like, it is what it is. But that's just unacceptable. Yeah. Like, I that is unacceptable. That is really fucking bad. He should have been on here a while yeah, ago. I guess, but I, mean, I guess my thought process is he does so much more for this team than just like, yeah, he's an offensive liability right now. And that's why he's our nine hole hitter. But 
he does so much more for this team than just that. You know what I mean? No, I agree, but at least Robo has like that 300 OBP, you know? It's just like, dog, you can't be doing two whatever I just yeah. said. Like, you, that, I don't care what you're doing. Like, that, you cannot. That is so far below league average of every yeah. catcher. I mean, that, even no, even if you give someone the benefit of the doubt of like, I'm expecting, it's kind of like the sign, holy shit, our, expe- or, our expectations were low, but holy fuck. Like, yeah. that is, even when you think about an unproductive catcher, that is just like bottom barrel stats. Like, I guess Robo only had a. But then again, it's yeah, the Robo's same argument that we've either. had that there's no stats to value someone's defense, right? Like, yeah, there are some rough ones, but I get it. it like, it's a quarterback. You can't. Exactly. It's tough. You can't. So we're putting so much emphasis on offensive stats because that's all we can measure because it's what's easiest yeah. to measure. there's no good way to measure defensive stats yeah right? it gets real janky real fast so that's where it comes down to eyeball test and like there are players that are just defensive wizards yeah and like and i'm with you and that's that's important but like like he i can write off that you're not going to be an offensive powerhouse. I that's fine. You could be bad, but like that's this is so much beyond that. Like you, somebody will give you better stats than this while giving you close to the same defense, like pretty close. Where? But somewhere it's there. Let like, dude, this is you're underweight. How where bad in our system those stats right are. now is there someone that can give you that defense that? Roberto Perez or Austin Hedges. I'm talking just about Hedges right now. I'm talking just about I, I, Hedges. Okay, so and I like him. He's grown on me. Who, but like, who in our system right now can give you this level of defense with offensive production at a major league level? I don't know. You could go buy someone in the offseason for like who the a fuck? Nickel We've already up. proved that our we're not going to go buy anyone. Like we talk about it. The Cleveland Indians aren't going to buy. Anybody. I'm just saying it wouldn't even cost you hardly anything to like, get to somebody. buy anyone anyway. Like that, the, the, I'm, I'm going to believe that the Cleveland Guardians will change it, but I, I'm not saying we dump them off the team. I'm just saying we got to hold them accountable. Like that is absolutely I'm unacceptable. Sure the team does hold them accountable. Like at the end of the day, he's a professional baseball player, and no one's yeah. harder on himself than he is. So I, I'm sure that he is held accountable. Yeah, but. Yeah, and he's floating under the radar on it just because it's just tough with catchers. But yeah, I I had to come for that body a little bit, and I I like him. I'm actually probably near my highest on him, but I just went under the radar. That Jesus Christ, yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna take this. So he so we talked about Mercado. I'm gonna take this Zimmer one because I've been waiting for this all day. So he's going on at a one. He's gonna be the lowest person on this list. Okay, the Red Sox series. He goes two for fourteen. With one run, two RBIs, no walks, and seven strikeouts. Okay? Twin series. 0 for 4, no runs, no RBIs, one walk, one strikeout. He didn't play a whole lot. His last seven games, 136, 208, 136, 344 OPS. He's 3 for 22 with 10 strikeouts. His last 15 games, 200, 293, 280 slugging, 573 OPS, 10 for 50 with 24 strikeouts and only five walks. That's atrocious. 
Last 30 games, 230, 313. OBP's getting a little better. 380 slugging, 693 OPS. So getting closer, but still below league average in every stat there. 23 for 100 with 40 strikeouts in 10 walks. Holy fuck. This is what I'm talking about. Not to be like, oh, I t-, like he is not the starting right fielder. So, I want him to be. So why is he lower than shit? Why is he lower than Mercado and Hedges? Because he's striking out at a 50% clip over his last 50 at bats. <laughs> this is like Owen Miller back in fucking May. So we got, why, why so... are we taking everyone else's stats back that far? Because if we're going back, if we're going back the last seven games, right? He's doing better than Mercado and Hedges is both. That's fair. That that's fair. He's striking out at literally uh, a fifty percent clip. And I'll go back on him. I'm I did this just for the purpose of I want him to put a whole season together and show it to me. But like it's been bad lately. Like that if 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 he's gonna hit 230, 313, 380, 693, it cannot be with a 40% strikeout. Like you cannot. So do here's that. the thing. What's the difference? Like, yeah, you can't I, I understand what you're saying, right? But if you're batting 230 with a 313 OBP, a 380 slugging, a 693 OPS, yes, that's below average, right? What's, that's more serviceable. What's I the, recognize What's that. the difference between if we're just taking numbers into the count of it, right? Just yeah, taking numbers, yeah. right? Yeah. What's the difference between 40 strikeouts and 40 groundouts? That your average just based on probability would be higher than strikeouts? But it's not. But the, 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 you, but you would your your expected. I don't get into what is it expected average on balls in play. I don't like getting into that stuff too much. That gets a little gritty for me. But you and I will both agree. If I asked you in a vacuum, Paul, if someone could strike out forty times or ground out forty times, and I don't think you're going to argue this, but just to flip it, you're going to say I want the guy that grounds out obviously every yeah. time because. Some of those are going to get through. You give your ch- a chance for something to happen. You make the defense work and all that. But here's I the mean, thing. You can- when, when Bradley Zimmer was up here before he got hurt, right, people's biggest concern with him was that he wasn't aggressive enough at the plate. Yeah. Right? But that's not what it is right now. If you watch him, he has a hole the size of Madagascar in his inside zone. His inside, he's left, right? So that inside zone for him is a black hole that he cannot hit anything out of right now. And I hope he figures it out because that's where this is coming from. Everything else, he makes some contact. He can foul stuff off. But people just know if you're going up there, left, righty, whatever, just pound that fucking inside zone because it is a hole. So here's the thing. Something like that can be fixed. That can be fixed in a cage. And I hope he does. I hope he does. I'm just saying let's start looking at the body of work. Right now. I would much rather have someone – his defense is carrying him. Yeah, it's obviously very, 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 very good. And here's the thing. With like what you're saying, right, we're in fall tryouts. This dude has, what, six months now to get his swing back together. Yeah, and I hope he does again. But I just, this is what I'm scared of happening, right? And everybody goes through slumps, but I just wanted to show even 30 games 
what the body of work is starting to look like. And we're going to disagree till the cows come home. And I hope he proves me wrong. But in my mind, he is someone you bring off the bench to play every third game. And you bring him in for elite defensive replacement in like the seventh inning. And to steal bags. That's what I think his ultimate role is in this organization. I hope he proves me wrong. I hope he can hit 250 and keep it 325, 340 OBP and up. And I will be the happiest little boy in the entire world. I really will. Yeah, but I think that I really no, don't. Think I don't think he's there's that a guy. fucking universe. Here's what's going to happen, though. Right? Here's what's going to happen. If that does happen, he's not going to resign with us. He's okay. going to get traded, and then he's going to go somewhere and be a fucking stud, like how everyone else that comes from the Cleveland Indians organization is. I don't know. I don't know about that. I like him, and I think there's some stuff in there, but he's just got to keep putting it together. He's just got to. Yeah, listen, I, I know it feels like insulting and like, uh, and I know that's not what you want out of him, but having him off the bench would be nuts. Like, that still helps the team. Let him play every third game. So who's going to be the our, everyday right fielder? I don't know who that is yet. I'm just saying, like, ultimately, if pieces start falling into, like, a Nolan Jones plays right field, Josh Naylor comes back, and Bobby Bradley plays every day at first base, and you, Josh Naylor out there. This is or, expecting like said, Josh Naylor's going to come back and be the same player that he's going to be. No, no, I know, exactly. There's a lot of dot, 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 dots. I'm just saying, if you start stacking a complete team together to try and compete in the next year or two, right, like... It wouldn't be a bad thing to have him play every third day or something in defensive replace, you know, every other game in the seventh inning. You can still use him a ton. He'll get 400 at-bats, 350, and steal a bunch of bags. He'll play his thing. He's just a role player, I think, more than that guy. But he, he what he does, he does very well when he does it. So it's not to insult him. It's just, I, I hope he turns it on. It's just, man, I was shocked when I started digging into those numbers a little bit. Uh, so. I just think that I'll, if we were to go back further, right, this past mm-hmm. 30 games, what would his numbers would be? You said be past 30 yeah. games? Yeah, I'd have to dig into it yeah. some more. And I, I'm happy to do that for the next He could very well be step. just in a big slump right now. Yeah. Well, and like I said, the 30 games start getting a little more you can live with them. You know, it's not great, but eh, okay. You know what I mean? But beyond that. And for a while when he was hitting, he was fucking hitting. Yeah. And that's why the OPS is 693. Yeah. Which is nothing to write home about. But, you know, for a 230 average, he's clearly hitting a little something, something. Yeah. But I mean, on the year still, he's only got a 238 average and a 690 OPS. So his entire year of work is actually .003 OPS lower, which was getting super pedantic and you know gritty. So in 80 games now, he's batting .238, .343 OBP. That's key. That OBP has to be around there. .347 slugging with eh, .690 OPS below league average, but he's never going to be a huge guy. But he has 99 strikeouts and 239 at-bats. Holy hell. Yeah. So he's just not the complete player that he needs to be yet, but it is what it is. Um, So quick thing, we'll go through this. We're running long. 
and we don't want any technical difficulties. AL Central, uh, we're, ten, we're 10 games back of the White Sox. That is what it is. And then Detroit, Kansas City, Minnesota. Um, for the wild card, Boston has a one-game lead over New York for the first spot because they're a dumpster after winning 14 in a row. They've lost six in a row. Toronto's half a game back for that second wild card spot because they've won eight in a row while New York lost six. I uh, love that for them. Oakland, two back. Seattle, two back. We're eight back. Um, no news. Uh, this week, and we got three against the Brewers. Uh, 7-10 start tonight as Adrian Hauser, who's 8-6 with a 3-4 ERA, versus Eli Morgan, who's 2-6 with a 5-4-8 ERA. Um, and then Corbin Burns, who's 9-4 with a 2-3-8 ERA. You could get NL Cy Young votes. Versus Plesak, who's 10-4 with a 4-5-3 ERA. That's tomorrow's game, Saturday night at 6 o'clock. 610. And then Brandon Woodruff, who's 9 and 8 with a 2480 RA uh, versus TBD right now for us. Uh, Brewers are 86 and 55, 7 and 3 in their last 10. Um, and we're 69 and 69. Nice. Yeah. Um, 5 and 5 in our last 10. Listen, I'm going to keep this real. We've talked about it. Brewers, one of the best teams in baseball. I'm going to be riding that all off uh, postseason. I hope they win. We are super great value. Uh, you know, Brewers basically, where Woodruff, Cor- uh, Burns, and Woodruff are two of the best pitchers in all of baseball and in the National League. Just one two punch. And uh, they also have um, Hauser, obviously, eight and six, three, four, one ERA. They're just, they just get it done, even with Yelich having a bad year. Uh, Willie Adamas got traded from the Rays earlier this year and it's just playing like elite baseball for them popping off. Um, they're a National League team, so I don't know a ton ton about them but i mean they just play well all the time in every facet of the game and just get they're kind of like a national league raise but they're not as weird and quirky yeah. about it and I'll, I'll take the brewers over the Rays all day personally because some of the shit the Rays do i think they just get really lucky and they kind of piss me off but that's just me um but i don't know how the fuck the Rays do it so that's that. Uh, like I said, we're a little concerned, maybe technical difficulties, so we kind of speed run this a little bit. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, follow, and consider leaving us a review. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at 216BaseballPod and at t- and on TikTok at 216BaseballPod. And we're going to be back on Tuesday to give you an update on the uh, Brewer series. So just don't get swept, honestly, against one of the very best teams in baseball in a World Series contender. So go try. Guards up, baby. Let's go.